Roll Tide. Roll them, roll them, roll them. Yeah, that's what they say in Alabama, you know. I uh, heard. It's an Alabama thing. Mm-hmm. You got friends at the studio there from yep. Alabama also. Alabama and Georgia both. It's that accent. Roll Tide. Yeah. I, got, I actually got an Alabama story um, when I was a truck driver, um, if you'd like to hear it. Sure. Are you serious? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, so so now I was a young trucker. Now, I mean, I'm talking like like my first. Eons ago. Yeah, my first year mm-hmm. as a truck driver. Um, and you, that's when you and I had met. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was driving for Great Coastal. You remember Great Coastal? I do. Yeah. And so, you know, it was my, it was my first time running all over the country because I had driven a year locally running New York only, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, got my first load to Alabama. I can't remember if I was going to Birmingham or Montgomery. I think I was actually going to Montgomery. It was, a, it, was, it was more in the middle of the state. And I remember getting down here, right? And, um, you know, as a young trucker, you're on the CB. This is back when everybody was using CBs. And uh, so I pull into the state. I'm like, um, breaker, breaker. Hello? Hello, breaker. Breaker, breaker. Any taker. And, you know, I'm just trying to get people to answer me. And I, I, I'm trying to figure out why doesn't anybody... You want to talk to me on the CB? You know, wouldn't you want to talk to me? Um, oh, back then, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. well, so, 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 I, I mean, I'm literally, I'm. What, the reason I'm, I'm trying to be on the CB is because I'm trying to find this address. Mm-hmm. That's before the GPS systems and stuff. Correct. There was no GPSs back then, um, and uh, you know, it was just. You know, you get on the CB and you, you, you tried to find it or you used your atlas, okay? And mm-hmm. you you uh, found it in different ways. And so I'm on the CB trying to find this warehouse and nobody would answer me at all on the damn CB. And finally, um, a voice came over. And I'm going to imitate the voice for a second. He goes, <clears throat> go home, Yankee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go home, Yankee. And... Uh, I, uh, I was like, what, what, what? <laughs> did he just say go home Yankee? I mean, <laughs> dude, I think you might have had an accent then. I'm thinking, dude, if you were in Pennsylvania, I'd give you a, a, you know, uh, directions. He's like, go home Yankee. I'm like, dude, you know what? Are you still fighting the war or what down here? I mean, this isn't, he's, um, you know, uh, what I realized was, you know, there's, there's different accents. No matter where you go, if you go to Boston, right, you know the accent up there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, how does it sound? Like if you're driving a truck and you go to Boston and you ask for directions, what, what do you think you hear? Boston. No, Baston. Oh, that's it's right. It's Baston. You know, in, in Alabama, it's how y'all down, right? They got the accent going on. In in Boston, it's Baston. Pack your car down by the door yard, you know? Um, in New York, you say it's New York. We're from New York, you know? It's just deeper. Exactly. I mean, is that, does everybody, like, I, I used to work at a trucking company in Indiana and they would be, you know, they would always, you know, they'd say, hey, Troy, how you doing today? Hey, how you doing today? I'd be like, do I really sound like that? I mean, so to the, if you go to, if you go down to Alabama is what I'm getting at. If you go to Alabama or you go to the Midwest out to Indiana, right? Or you go down to Texas, they all think everybody sounds the same up there. You know what I mean? They don't decipher Pennsylvanians from New Yorkers. Now, the Bostonians, you definitely can decipher 
their accent. In the, in the Vermont, to me. Yeah, Vermont. Yeah, Vermont is different. Yeah, they're they're all a little bit different. You know, the deeper you go up into New England, the the, the accent gets. Re- they say instead of river, they say river. You know, you know, it, it, um, it's it's just funny as a trucker, and I'm sure a lot of truckers have picked up on this over the years. You know, you kind of get to know everybody's accent. So guess what I had to do. Still find directions to get to this warehouse. Right. But then I, I, as I would come down to the South, right. Cause I had that little squeaky, you know, cocky New Yorker voice going on, which I'm, you know, from Pennsylvania, but I guess to everybody else, I sound like I'm from New York and, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I sound like Joe Pesci. Yeah, it's Joe Pesci, man. But, but, um, I would, I'd be like, you know, breaker, breaker one nine. This is, this is cold cracker. You know, I used to call myself the cold cracker, you know, and they'd be like, what are you saying? Cold what? Cold crack. I'd be like, yeah, they got the cold cracker. They'd be like, slow down, boy. And so I realized I sounded like a little punk on the CB. So when I would come down to the south, I would go like this. I go, yeah, anybody got their ears on? I literally would do that. I would make my voice a l- like a little more deeper, and I I put a little slang into it. And then guess what? Everybody would answer me. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But if I said to them, breaker, breaker, hello, breaker, breaker. Oh, you've got the cold cracker here. They'd go, cricket, nothing. <laughs> I mean, they wouldn't answer me. I'm mean, serious. So I would always have to make, I would have to make a person up. I would be making people <laughs> up on the damn CB <laughs> to, to get somebody to give me a freaking. He I'd be like, finally admits he's got multiple personalities. <laughs> I would though. I'm serious. Like if I wanted a, a, you know, a bear report, you know, by the way, for all you guys that don't have a CB, a bear report is, is I want to know where the cops are, you know, checking on everybody. And I, or you'd, you'd want to know what the, the way station is, you, you know, and so you'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, hey, can anybody give me a report back that way? Nobody would answer me. I'd be like, oh, that's right. Let me, <clears throat> let me go into my, my act here. <clears throat> hey, Eastbound, you got your ears on, right? And then they'd be like, yeah, come on, Westbound. I'd be like, hey, how's it look back that way? And they go, well, you got one at the 44 and one at the 144, and then they're checking the ground pressure there at the weigh scale. I'd be like, oh, righty, I appreciate that. You got one back there looking at you on the ramp there, blah, 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 you know? And, and, and I would actually have to go in. So I actually had to have more than one person in the cab with me. <laughs> He's not talking about me. <laughs> no, no. That, that was the only. Listen, that was the only. I just said myself at the mic. <laughs> that was the only way I was I was going to get a response on the CB in the South. I'm just saying, you know. And then, you know, I I kind of still had to have the the scruffy voice going on back then <laughs> because nobody wanted to answer me, you know. So that was that. I mean, I'm, hey, listen, I'm just fessing up here, you know. So anyways, write us in. Let us know if, if uh, you have a good CB voice. Let us know if you have a, have a, a, a you know, you know the lingo. And, a, and that's another thing. You need to know the lingo. Are you using the CB? Yeah. Are you using your CB? I would like to know because we've, we've been hearing people write into us all the time, Ruthann, that the light's changing. People write into us all the it's time and they say, hey, listen, because of you guys, we went ahead and we got... We got a new CB. My cord was doing it. Yeah, that's okay. It was oh, weird. Yeah. Doo, no doo, no doo, worries. Doo. How about some sponsors? Well, how about we move on and we talk about sponsors? Oops. Okay, so National Carriers, Ruthann? 
National carriers. Got about 400 trucks out of Dallas, all Kenworth T680s. They're looking for drivers for regional, for over the road, and for lease purchase and for company. And their number is 888-311-7076. Call them today if you're looking really seriously for a good, consistent job. Mm -hmm. It's a company that is owned by their own freight, zero broker loads. Again, number 888-311-7076. We also have Carter Lumber. Mm-hmm. Carter Lumber is a company that has over 160 locations east of the Mississippi. Give them a call today, or go online rather, to www.carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. It's a three second little thing you fill out, and then they'll contact you. Everything they're doing is local, home every day, class A, class B. And if you're a student, student if you're just getting out of school and you don't want to go over the road, you can call Carter Lumber also, and if you don't have a C, uh, CDL, they have positions that are non-CDL driving. Correct. Check them out today. And then last but not least, of course, our friends over there at DriveWise, that's D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E. Again, at the truck show, we talked to a million uh, solo owner-operators that have their own authority, and they were amazed to know that you can go on DriveWise, download the app, and start bypassing the scales, and they're supposedly giving you a really good deal. Yeah. So if you already have the competition, you want to save a lot of money, check out DriveWise, D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com, and see how much money they can save you by switching over to them. And you don't even have to have the equipment put in your truck. Right. No transponders at all. Moving on, Ruthann. Moving on. Okay. So, gosh, I, I got a couple little things I want to talk to you about. Um, got an interesting story. There was a trucker that was recently killed on Interstate 10 in Tucson, Arizona. The truck driver had a dog with him. The dog survived the crash, but nobody knew this. And a guy found him in an RV park Hmm. alive and well. It's an interesting, it's a beautiful story. It says the truck driver killed in a crash on Interstate 10 in Tucson had a service dog with him at the time of the crash. Uh, the dog has since been found. The, uh, the guy this, that found him, he, his name is Dave Sproul. He said the dog was really friendly. The dog came up to me in the dog park. He said I, I, uh, the dog ran over to me. It had a, um, some cholo wrapped around it, which is like a cactus, uh, some kind of cactus stuff. It said he got the cactus out of Riley's fur and decided to take the dog back to his home. They fed the dog, played with the dog, and then they started passing the dog's picture around the RV park. And then somebody said, that looks like the dog that was killed, or not the dog, but that looks like the trucker's dog that was killed um, on the interstate. The truck, by the way, had spilled nitric acid all over the place. Mm. So the dog not only um, survived the accident, the dog also survived the deadly chemicals that were pouring out of the truck. Wow. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. It said... um, Let's see, shortly after it got posted, some people responded saying that looks like Riley. The name, the dog's name was Riley. Uh, little did the Tucson community know uh, that uh, was on the lookout for the service dog after friends of the truck driver and his wife posted it on social media. So the, the wife was trying to find the dog also. How mm-hmm. beautiful is that? Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, hey, does, does this look like Riley? And we were comparing pictures, said Tanya Gitarez a volunteer for the uh, Pima Animal Care Center. We were like, oh my gosh, I think it is. So anyways, they got a hold of each other and uh, the dog 
was, I guess, connected with the, the wife of the truck driver that killed. Um, let's see. It said, um, let me see here. Boom, boom, boom. I just wanted to read one thing here. Um, let me know if we could find the dog, blah, 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 both. You know, really bottom line with this story. And why am I bringing it up? Because there's a lot of truck drivers that have dogs. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not here to tell people, you know, hey, your dog's going to be killed. But a little fender bender, I mean, a little fender bender, just a little one, like somebody cuts you off and you rear end them. Or maybe you, you know, maybe you go around a turn too sharp. There's so many things that can happen. Dogs can become a projectile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, especially if you have like a cat or a little, like one of those little yip yip dogs, you know, those little, what are they? What are they? Chihuahua. Chihuahua, little chihuahua. You know, something like that. You hit something and stop. That dog's like a bullet. Boom. And most, this seriously, statistics show that most animals do get killed in the accident. Mm-hmm. Because obviously they don't put a seatbelt on the dog. Right. There's no protection for them that way. You know, and I'm, I'm not here to tell. Personally, you know, if you want your dog with you, go ahead. Take your dog with you. It's a great. You we know, had our dog with us. Yeah, well, w- yeah, when you were with, the dog was with. When I was by myself, I didn't take the dog because I didn't want... The dog I didn't, didn't want you. He wanted me. And which, <laughs> to me, that was a good thing. You know, we should I tell the story once again about Johan? No, we don't need to explain to Johan. Um, no. Yeah, we... we, we I mean, you, you guys have heard this. It's been a couple of years since I told this story. No, it's yeah. not. It's been a while. No, it's not. <laughs> what was that dog? What kind? Minpin. Minpin. Oh my gosh, that dog. They're very spiteful breed. They're cocky. A very spiteful breed. They are cocky. We were at a shipper, and it took a dump in the cab on the floor, and Ruth Ann cleaned it. And we went to a place. I think it was Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania, somewhere up in that area, and we were parked in a, par- a mall parking lot and we decided to go into Long John Silver's. I remember it was Long John Silver's. We went in there to eat. And when we came back out, I said, Ruth Ann, that dog crapped in here again. She goes, no, it's just the smell from the last poop. Right. I'm like, no way. That's too fresh of a smell. That thing is fresh. I'm like, she's there. I'm telling you, I cleaned it. And, um, and it, the dog didn't always go in the bathroom. He was actually not a bad dog. No, over two years. He pooped twice in the chest. T- what gap. was the dog's name? Johan. Johan what? Sebastian Bach. Yes. Johan Sebastian Bach. And um, that little crapper. He was red. He was a red minpin. Cocky. It's the redheads. They're, they're so mean. <laughs> it doesn't matter what breed you are. If you have red hair, you've just got a mean streak in you. And um, I'm not kidding you. Somebody told me the other day that doing surgery on a redhead, you have to give them more anesthesia. For real. They're more stubborn to go out. It's the truth. Somebody told me, they said, that's a real stat that uh, people with red head, red hair have to have more anesthesia. And who told you that? Sam. (laughs) He's smart. He's not, but he's not a know-it-all. Ask him. He he thinks he's a know-it-all. So let's go back to the poop story for a second. (laughs) So, so there he is. There's Johan. And he's just looking at us with them beady little eyes. He had beady eyes. And, um... I'm like, Ruthann, that freaking dog pooped in here. I know he did. And so I start looking around and I'm like, I don't know why. I'm looking at the bed and I'm going, what? We didn't have the blankets pulled back like that. Um, so I, I pulled the blanket up and here the little son of a gun took a dump in the middle of our bed. 
And then, then he grabbed a freaking cover and covered it up. I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, look at that. that way. <laughs> I'm like, look at, how does that little dog poop that much in our bed yet? He was just, he was pissed off. He was sick. Don't Remember take we a, took him home. Look, if you have pets in your truck, do not take a min pin with you. And, and They are spiteful. You will not, and don't make it mad. If you take a min pin in your tractor trailer, do you better kiss its ass because that dog sick. is Remember? going to... He was sick. He was then sick. He was a smart ass. No, well, he was sick. Remember, we took him to the vet then, and he he ended up being sick. Yeah, but <laughs> but oh, anyways, but the we reason we w- got the min pin is because he met a trucker that had a min pin, yeah, and he thought Ch- it was awesome. I so. was in Chicago, and that dude had his his was called Harley. I'm like, I got to get one of them dogs because it was so fun to look, watch. Yeah. And then after we got it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this dog's a freaking maniac. So, anyways, we ended up taking the the mattress and everything and rolling it up, bungee strapping it to the, to the catwalk just to get that out of the truck because that was the most nasty smelling dump you can have inside your truck. Anyways, enough of the poop talk. Going back to the trucker that died in the accident. Drivers, if somehow, some way you can secure your dog, I'd do it because, and, and, and you know, it's got to be hard on the dog, you know, even if you put him on a leash in the truck to where, you know, on in a harness at least to they where he can them. walk around. Yeah, exactly. Figure something out because if he flies into that dash, I'm telling you, he's going to be dead. He's going to be dead. Most of the times they die. I'm really glad that Riley if, lived. If you, if you put a leash on them, you could chance breaking their neck though. Wouldn't you think? No, no. I said a, a harness. If I said a leash, I mean a harness. Okay. Yeah. Cause you want to have it around their chest and stuff, but they yeah. do have seatbelt like setups that you could put, you know, if if the dog rides in the, you know, if he sits on the seat or lays in the seat, you can have certain setups for um, animals. You know, um, Sean, our buddy Sean, he has the one-eyed pit bull, Bonnie. <laughs> and he's probably listening going, Bonnie's never going to get, she'll eat that leash or the um, harness. harness. Yeah. So, but anyways, you know, I just thought I'd mention this. It's kind of a cool story. I'm not really going anywhere with it because I'm not going to tell people that they have to batten down their dogs you know well we wouldn't hey i'm gonna tell you something just almost on the same subject i've had over the years truck drivers tell me they're looking for a company that they that they can go to that allows them to take their wife and like maybe a baby or two with them because they want their whole family on the road and i'm I'm here to tell you guys 99 percent of every trucking company out there is never going to let you do that this is not, I mean, and to be honest with you, a kid in a car, because you have to have a, a, a child in a, in a car seat up to a certain mm-hmm. either age or height or weight, depending on where you're at. Mm-hmm. And you were, if you're running 10 hours, you're torturing that. You're torturing your baby. To me, that's... It's, it's, it's unhealthy for them. The statistics also prove that a child that sits in, because a lot of parents would take those car carriers, and they also have those seats that are like a carrier, but you can, you you they let their baby sit in that, and it actually affects their spine and their hips. Yeah. So you don't want to sit in them. They say you only let them sit in them for so long, but as soon as you, you are done driving, you're supposed to take them right out because of that. I actually think I heard that before, mm-hmm. that the car seats are really bad. So if you're a trucker, I'm sh- you know I'm sure the law applies for you in that truck that that baby has to be in a car seat. Mm-hmm. So and strapped down. And at ten hours, that if I if my if my grandfather would have done that to me, 
Cause I was a little, I was two years old going with him. I was, there was, I was footloose and fancy free, man. I was, I was bouncing around in that bunk. I didn't have no, I mean, of course I would have been a projectile like the dog if he would have wrecked. He might've been working on that. Yeah. This <laughs> is funny. But no, um, you know, I would just tell you guys, and what I was trying to compare it to is imagine if a baby, you're torturing a baby in a car seat, imagine strapping your dog down for 10 hours also, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, wouldn't, it's just not, it's just not healthy mentally for any, any piece of life, except, right. except maybe a plant, right? you know, so anyways, Ruthann moving on, moving on. Oh, by the way, at the truck show, I met a guy that said, you know, I really like when you guys say moving on that way. We know this, we know when the, this, this thing is changing. <laughs> <laughs> Cause the remember thing. that one guy went up to us and he went moving, moving on, on, moving yeah. on. It was funny. It was funny that yeah. cause you know, yeah. it started when Troy wanted me to shut up and move on to the next subject because I would just be babbling. And then, then I would just change subjects and he'd be, Oh, so we're changing subjects now. So that's why he created the moving on. Oh, did I create it? Excuse me. So, um, interesting story I read and, and I'm going to tell you some, this is a really good wake up call and a warning to truckers that, um, drive tired seriously like we've talked about all kind of impairments on the Mm -hmm. show Mm -hmm. listen to this story dump truck driver so this is and when i say dump truck this is a tractor trailer and what you call an end dump dump truck driver faces over seven years in prison for fatal 2019 are you ready for this drowsy driving crash Hmm. so here's a guy that was tired driving, he's getting sentenced, I think, next week. Wow. And he's facing most likely seven years he's going to be going away to prison. Mm-hmm. Not because he was drunk. Not because he was um, road rage driving. Not because he was following too close and acting like a jackass purposely. But because he was tired and he should have been responsible. This is really what this is saying to us. Mm-hmm. He should have been responsible and got himself off the road. And drivers, this is why I always tell you guys, you are the captain of that ship. And I don't care if, and, and some trucking companies will tell you that you're the captain of the ship, but then they'll try to bully you into driving over on your hours. Yeah, yeah, it's true. They are not, a, you will never get, and I want to tell you something now. I don't know if this guy's dispatcher told him that, you know, drive or turn your keys in. We'll find somebody else. I, you'd, you'd never know what, what, what the case is there. Was he pushed to drive that way? You said he was a dump truck. Well, yeah, it's a sleeper. You know, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's uh, plenty of, of end dump jobs where you're not home every day, you know, and even if you, even if you do come in tired and it's a day cab and you're too tired to drive, you should you should say, I am not driving this truck whether I get fired or not because if I fall asleep, I'm screwed. And this is a perfect example of if you're the captain of the ship, do not drive if you feel it's unsafe. I tell everybody this. If it's unsafe, and I mean unsafe because it's you're tired or maybe you were 
um, out to dinner with your wife before you got in your truck and you had a couple beers and you know you're a little tipsy, don't do it. If you know the road's too slick, don't do it. If, if for any reason you feel unsafe, don't do it. Because here's a perfect example. Now, do you think this guy actually thought that someday he could get in a lot of trouble for for a dr- a drunk drow- uh, not drunk but a drowsy driving accident? No, he probably didn't think it. That's why he did. He kept driving. I mean, most people don't realize they're as tired as they are until they get behind the wheel. And then at that point, it's too late unless they're humble enough to say, I'm going to pull over because I can't focus. I mean, and, I've done that. And Ruth, are not only humble enough, but brave enough to stand up to your company yeah. and say, listen, guys, I'm sorry. I'm tired. I literally am not going to take a chance. First off, first off, I wouldn't want somebody's death on my hands. No. I'm going to read the article in a second. Um, I wouldn't want somebody's death on my hands, but here's the question I would ask you because you're the only one here. (laughs) Do you believe that if his dispatcher or any dispatcher that pushes somebody, driver, manager, dispatcher, what do you want to call them, that, that bullies a driver into going tired or pushes him or tries to convince him, you know, bullying doesn't just mean threatening. It could also just be, Trying to, you know, pump them up to drive. Come on, you can do it. You can do it, driver. Listen, man, I'm really sorry. Just a couple hundred miles, and, and, and I'll go ahead and put you in for a couple extra hours of sleep. You, we really got to get that load there. You can do it. You can, you know, bullying is, is, is in more than way that comes in more forms than, than just, hey, do it or you're, you're out of a job. Mm-hmm. Do it or we'll, right. we'll ruin your, we'll, put, we'll give you a bad reference or blah, blah, blah. Do it do it, do it. That's not only the way bullying works. You understand that? Yeah, I do. Okay. So, um, do you believe that if his dispatcher, you know, had a part in this, do you believe any dispatcher would say, you know what? I think I'm going to show up in court and tell the judge it was me. I convinced him. I I talked him into running tired. I'm the one that really did it. Don't punish him. Punish me. You think any dispatchers ever going to do that? No, absolutely not. You are on your own the second you get into a wreck because you were tired or driving over in your hours, running illegal. And that's the other thing they'll do. They'll try to get you to run over on your hours. Anybody that does that, you should know this, that you are now responsible for 80,000 pounds at an un, in an unsafe operation. And I don't care how many times you did it. It only takes that one time for you to just nod off for a second and kill somebody and you're facing sentencing. It doesn't even matter the distance. If you're tired and you, because that's what happened to to me, get in the vehicle and I only go a few miles down the interstate. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm more tired than I thought I was. I'm going to have to take a nap because I'm not going to be able to go far. And I have the opportunity now to pull over. But the other thing is, is if you're tired and you're afraid of retribution from your company, make notes of it. Make notes of it. Say, I told him I'm tired here. That's and a good that, idea. Make notes. You know, Start in the court making of, notes. In court of law, when you make notes of stuff, keep track. That is actually is what holds up in court. You could take a video of your conversation with him. A lot of guys will take a snapshot of the Qualcomm or something yeah, or the do something, prove that you you're know. you're you're doing this. And then that way if you end up getting fired for, for not doing it, say, I told him I was tired. I, it was it, to me, it was more beneficial to the company and to myself and our tractor and our freight to say, I'm going to take a nap for about, you know, two hours just to refresh or whatever, you know, you know, your body, you know how much you needed. But if that, if, 
if it ever came with that, then you need to, you need to protect not just yourself, but everybody around you, because that's your first priority as a, as a professional driver is to protect the people around you from you. Yeah. I like that, Ruth Ann. Basically create a paper trail. You know, like Ruth Ann's saying, if you have a dispatcher that's constantly telling you to run over on your hours or, or like I said, in a nice way, trying to pump you up and convince you, can you do me a favor, blah, blah, blah. Start documenting it and keep it, keep it in a good place. Um, like Ruth Ann said, take screenshots, take pictures. And, and believe it or not, you guys can get um, recorders for your phone. Um, uh, for your iPhone, for your Android, there's little apps you can download and you can record every damn phone call that, you know, that's coming in. And then like Ruth Ann said, you know, um, there, maybe you'll, you know, maybe this guy would have, I'm not saying that his dispatcher was any, in any ways wrong. Mm -hmm. I, you know, we don't know that, but we're just speculating that if there was dispatch involved and many times they are involved in a driver being tired. Okay. Um, you know, documenting it could definitely throw, pull a lot of weight to saving your ass someday instead of you, you know what I mean, having the entire blame put on your head. Right. You, you document that you're telling them, I'm tired, I'm standing up to this, I'm not going to do this. You're documenting that. Because if you end up saying, you know, saying you're tired and you don't want to do it, and then they force you to do it and you still do it, you're still going to be liable for it. The, the telling them that you're not going to drive... And documenting it is stating that that's protection of your job. If someone wants to um, fire you because of it, you could say, I told him I was tired. I couldn't drive to, you know, give me two hours to park the truck, take a nap, and then I'd be back on my way. Any way of that, you know. You know, even, you know, some dispatchers may say, you know, listen, there's $100 extra in it for you if you get it there on time. I know you're out of hours. You just got two more hours to go. It's four o'clock in the morning. See if you can make it. We really appreciate it. Like I said, there's a couple extra bucks in there for you. You know, that's a form of bullying too. You know, any way they do it to get you to, to do something either illegal or against your judgment as a professional driver, judging that that's unsafe, that's a form of bullying. I'm just telling you guys this. You may not look at it that way, but it really is. There's ways you can bully somebody without threatening them. Sometimes you could be real nice. It's a psychological game. People play with you. It's Don't not, put up with it. It's not the tone of what they're saying. It's the words. They could say, I, and this is what I've always said to the kids, you know, especially our girls. If a guy says he loves you, he could say, I love you. And he could be the nicest guy in the world saying it. But if he says it in the tone that's not nice, the words can still come across being wrong. Yeah, I love you. Take off your clothes does not mean I love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's what we keep telling people, you know, in church and everywhere. It's like a 15-year-old kid, when he says, I love you, I love you is really to get you to do something. And it's the same with, as a dispatcher, you know, trying to convince you in a different way other than a threat. Well, it, Trust it, like me, you watch said, out for all of it. It's a mind game. They could say, you know, we really need you to take this freight. We really need you to take this freight. They could be saying it in a pleading way, but their words, they could say, you know, we really need you to take this freight. I would really hate to see you get fired because you were, you didn't make it. Yeah. And that's bullying. Or yeah, there's a load waiting there. And if you don't make it there, then you're going to lose that load. I mean, there's all kind of ways it's a mind game. to kind of convince you. So it's just all mind game. keep your eye out for that. Drivers. Protect yourself. Protect yourself, Ruthann. That's a great, a great, um, 
whatchamacallit. So anyways, let's move on. Moving on. I, I want to <laughs> talk about, we got, we, we got an interesting, you know, Tuxedo gets a lot of email and a lot of um, uh, messages through social media. And this week we got a message from a director. Yeah, um, a photographer. It's a, it's, believe it or not, I'm going to see... I, I, do you want to read it, Ruth? And you have it right there in front of you. Yeah, it's, I got to bring it up. And, and listen, drivers, if if you're um, going to be available for a casting call, which is cool, they're wanting to do. I don't know if it's a movie, a document. I think it's a documentary. Okay. I'm going to read the email. Go ahead and read that it. I got. And you know what? I never read the article that I wanted to read. Okay, well, I'm going to read the... <laughs> Did you hear what I just said on, on that last... <laughs> I didn't get to read the article that I wanted to read. No, the drow... The dr- I, I hate to... The drowsy I hate, driver. I hate to go back to moving on. We moved on, but I'm going, wait a second. Can we move back for a second? I never got to read the... <laughs> Reverse. Yeah, I mean, beep, I just... Beep, 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 beep. What? what I, well, it's sad because I, I, I never mentioned that the guy rear-ended a car and he killed two people in their 50s and their son was driving and, and he you know, survived. So, and, and it said he's, you know, basically he's facing sentencing this coming week. And, and, you know, I guess, I guess there's no sense in going back to that. Let's, you mentioned it. Yeah. That's like, I don't want to confuse people. Everybody's going, man, that really sounds stupid. He's, he's just really saying Troy's got, Troy's, Troy's really actually had a really bad week this week. AD, so let's, let's just go ahead and give him some ADHD. Anyways. So, um, moving uh, on again. Okay. So, so <laughs> this lady, call. Elizabeth sent me a, a message. Now my name is Ruth Ann. She did, she did call me by half my name, but I'm what'd gonna, she call you? Ruth. Oh, I hate Ruth. They call her Ruth. I hate Ruth. I'm sorry. Ruth is my aunt, Aunt Ruth. Which you loved your aunt. I did. But you didn't like her name, Ruth. No, because my Aunt Ruth was like, she was just, she was, if, if her name wasn't Ruth, you'd think it'd be Hilda. I mean, <laughs> she, she was just a, she was stern until you got to know her. And then mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, she's not bad. But she was one of those women that came across like really stern. Yeah. And she got, she had one of those moles like right here. <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> but I did, I loved my family. I cast a spell on you. I did. I loved Aunt Ruth and, and she was a great, great. Um, but you're Ruth Ann. I'm Ruth Ann. She's Ruth Ann. R-U-T-H-A-N-N. No E at the end. No E. One word. So anyways, she says, hello, Ruth. I wanted to introduce myself. My name is Elizabeth and I found your podcast on Facebook. I'm reaching out because I'm helping produce a project for the photographer George Etheridge. He has photographed feature stories in Truck Drivers for NYT, as well as many other stories across the country of various other outlets. We are working on a new advertising campaign for a known insurance brand that has a commercial truck insurance division. George has been hired by the advertising agency to photograph this campaign. Campaign. These ads will appear in truck industry trade publications, travel centers, some OOH boards. We are capturing a day in the life of truckers who independently own and operate their own trucks in various industries. Here's the industries they're looking for. The livestock AG hauler, sand gravel trucks with a side support beams, logging and long haul with no tandems. I was, and then she said, I was wondering if you'd be potentially interested in participating. Um, if, did you say long haul with no tandem? Yeah, I haven't figured it out, but I just repeated what she said. I don't know what no tandem. Listen, they probably meant, (laughs) 
course it's going to be tandems on the tr- I, yeah so yeah i would i would not even if i was you guys out there going well i'm a long hauler and every truck has a tandem on the back yeah I, i'm know, just reading it, what yeah. they said so bottom line is it you know i would not pay attention to that part still get a hold of this director we're going to give you the email here in a second Go yeah we'll give the email and if for some reason just shoot me an email i'll pass it on to her yeah. Um, if you would like, if you are something that's interested, if you have a, they didn't say what areas you have to be from. It just basically stated the type of trailers that they're looking for well, in this the, type of division. Did, you, did it give you the times? Because it gave me that in, in a, no. here, let me just, let me just add to what Ruth Ann just read to you. Cause they, they sent me the, the guy, George, the one that's actually doing the filming actually sent me a direct message, um, from him. Hmm. I only got the producer. You got the yeah, you've photographer. Got, you got his assistant. Um, but anyways, he said, um, uh, uh-oh. All right. He What he said was this. He said, it's going to be, you have to be available for a one-day photography shoot between March 15th and March 31st. He said, um, let me see here. We are looking for owner-operators, drivers, participating in the advertising campaign. Um, let me see here. Uh, okay. So yeah, there is no mention of where, I don't know why I was thinking they were going to be in the New York area for some reason. Um, could be wrong if they're going to be over there or where you're going to meet up with them. But anyways, like Ruthann said, did you give them the email, Ruthann? No. Okay. Good. Go, give them the email that these, uh, owner operators. I had my email that she gave me, did, like that oh. she sent it from. No, okay. Well, he he gave the email to contact them. Mm-hmm. Is the it's a uh, casting at esto.com. Do you have that one? That yeah, that's the that's the email that Elizabeth sent it from. Yeah, so casting at esto.com, casting at e is in Edward, s is in Sam, t is in Tom, o is in Oscar. dot com. Go ahead and and email these people if you're interested in having your truck. And yourself and, and, uh, you know, it's funny, all those owner operators, I'm going to shoot them a message that we met down in Fort Lauderdale and let mm-hmm. them know, because, you know, I mean, it, I, I don't think it matters what truck you have. Cause he said log haulers too. Yeah. It said, um, yeah. livestock or AG haulers. So any type of ag. And, of, and he also said the long haulers. Yeah. Long haul logging sand and gravel trucks with side support beams. So long haul, long haul, which log trucks or long haul everything. I would, you know what? She wasn't very thorough in the yeah, description, well, so I'm not really sure I can respond to this. No, and ask, no, you know what? Just let the truck drivers get a hold of her and see if, if it works for them. Because they, first off, most people that are not in trucking don't understand trucking a lot of times, so they're just trying to... Reach out to Elizabeth or George at casting at esto.com. Right. Tell them that you want more information, that TalkCDL read their emails and you want to know more about it. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea because I have a feeling that, you know, truckers, but it specifically does say owner operators. Yes, owner operators who um, own and op- independently own and operate their trucks, mainly because it will make it easier for them to um, go back and forth under not underneath certain regimen, you know, restrictions as a company driver would be. Well, yeah, because they've got to probably get signed off on to be in magazines and mm-hmm. you know, if, if it's a trucking company company. So, I mean, and if you're a small company and want to get a hold of them cause you own and operate your company, you know, you can do it yeah, too. Especially if you have a few trucks, that would be something good. And, and look, we don't, 
you know, you know, we're just giving these people a free plug because it's for the truckers. You know, that's what we're all about is truckers. And, and if, if some of these guys can get on, you know, get in a magazine and get their, their truck. If you and do, let me know. Get yourself. Yeah, exactly. If you can get yourself put in a, a truck stop, you know what I mean? We're to, redoing, we're redoing the studio. I mean, that's why it's kind of like a little crowded and overdone here. We're redoing it. So we'd be really cool to get like the, the picture of you and your truck. and Yeah, if you do get on, if you do get anything, send us your pictures from the magazine or cool. the article because what we're doing, we're in the midst of setting up a, a screen behind us with a projector and then all this stuff you see now will be gone um, here in the near future. Yeah, but it'll still be on shelves. Our, our, our little friends sending us stuff. Right. Anyways, moving on. Um, I think we're going to move on, Ruthann. Good, 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 good. Go ahead. Okay. Moving on. I think you already said that. Well, I, w- I didn't know if you were going to say something. Um, no, go ahead. It's all you. It's all me. The FMCSA proposes a long overdue CSA carrier safety measurement system revamp. You're going to read that to us? I am. The main reason I am is because there's some really um, important information in here that you need to know as a driver on what they're planning to do mm. with your CSA and the, the violations. So because it's been so long, they actually, it's been a, almost a decade since they've they've changed some of the regulations. Yeah, it started in January of 2010, CSA 2010. So it's been 13 years. So what they want to do is um, they want to change the way some of the regulations are are under. So they're splitting Instead of having um, one be underneath maintenance, they're now splitting the categories. So they're doing a little bit more. One of the things that they're looking at doing. You were telling me that one. I was like a little surprised at Mm -hmm. it all being in the same category, but go ahead, read it. The FMCSA is moving the controlled substances, alcohol, and operating while out of service violations into the unsafe driving category. So what that just said was you truck drivers that, because a lot of truck drivers are getting out of service, they mm-hmm. get tagged, whatever. Well, they operate where they're still, they're still driving it even though they got the OOS. Right. And they go down the road thinking, well, okay, you know, I, you know, that's the only scale, blah, 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 whatever. Right. And um, now if you get caught doing that, now you're going to be be titled unsafe driver in the CSA report. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you something. If if the CSA titles you unsafe driver, you might as well get a DUI and fail a drug screen all in the same damn day and put that on your CDL with it because you're pretty screwed. So if, if you've thought, you, and I'm sure people have gotten away with it, they wouldn't be doing it, you know, driving after they've been tagged out of service. I would tell you right now, no matter what, and it can go back to the bullying thing. Dispatcher saying, "Yeah, just go, just go." They're not, mm-hmm. they're, they're not going to know. They they already changed shifts, and 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 the guy in there doesn't know, you know, that you're out of service. Just go ahead, go. They're not watching. Boom. And and a lot of these guys do. They think, okay, I'm, I'm I got to get got get down the road, you know, even though I'm out of service for 24 hours, mm-hmm. and you do decide to take off earlier than you should have, and they catch you. You you will be screwed. I'm just saying, don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. It ain't worth your CDL. It's not worth it because you treat your CDL like it's like it's a college degree, please. 
Yeah, I'm 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 gonna read Go ahead. um one or two more of these paragraphs only because there's a lot here and I'm getting this off of Overdrive Online, by the by the way. Just yeah. in case you want to go over to see what the FMCSA is wanting to do with the CAA, just go over to Overdrive. The CSA. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you I said CAA. I'm like, <laughs> my bad. So as part of the changes, they're proposing to reorganize the current behavior analysis and safety program, which is they call it basics, which would be renamed safety categories to better identify specific problems. To achieve this, the FMCSA proposes to combine the current 959 violations used in SMS plus 14 additional violations not currently used in SMS into 116 new violation groups. That's they're, they're really splitting them up. Wow. And the main reason they're doing this, especially with the controlled substance in the OOS, is because they're helping focus on investigations on carriers with the higher crash rates. So because of carriers that maybe have more crash rates or more of OOSs, they're trying to narrow it down to why this is happening and to try and get more control over it. And the other one that they're doing with is the new driver observed category will be reserved for roadside observed violations that could be reasonably be observed by a driver during a pre-op or post-op trip inspection. So if you did your walk around and didn't do certain things, they're now going to put that because um, you could clearly see something, you mm, know, correct mud flaps. I don't know what the, what some of them are now because you can clearly see it in a pre or post trip or lights. They're now going to put that underneath a driver observed category and have that underneath it. Um, so be very careful. There is, like I said, a ton of different new categories that they're doing. So just just be careful and and don't fall underneath getting your CSA that's an interesting article, Ruth Ann. Like you said, it's a pretty big article, and we're, we're at the end of the podcast here. So, drivers, if you want to know what the new proposals are going to be for the new CSA, um, head over to, um, who did you get it off of? Overdrive? Overline. Overdrive online. Overdriveonline.com, and check them out, and uh, read the story intact. Moving on, Ruth Ann. That's, actually, that's, that's the podcast for the week, unless you have something else. I have one more thing. What do you got? I'm not going to read all of it, but it is a bill that the um, senator in um, Republican Senator Jim Tomes from Wadesville, Indiana, um, put in Indiana itself to have a higher speed limit for trucks to be put into it. So um, anyways, he's projecting that you can move it up 70 to 70 miles per hour on the interstates and urban areas of Indiana. So 70 mile an hour. It's interesting that, that the, the uh, FMCSA is wanting to drop tractor trailers down to a, a nationwide speed of 65 miles an hour. And in, our, our friends in Indiana are like trying to, trying to jack it up. Actually, the, I it, like that. It, it, it advanced. It's, it's advanced to the full Senate on Tuesday. And they, um, despite the opposition of the state, it, um, with the state uh, 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 group, I uh, forgot what the name of it is, like IMTA or something like that. It was mm-hmm. for truckers. Um, the actual Senate itself has agreed to, to move the speed limit. So it's something that's going through right now. So. All right. Well, that is now the podcast, Ruth Ann, for the week. You got the word of the day. I do. Let's hear it. You know, that worked earlier. Notabilia. There it is. What's it called? 
Notabilia. Notabilia? Notabilia. I think I heard that word before. Notabilia. What does notabilia mean? It means things worthy of notice. Things worthy of notice. This is a notabilia. Okay, cool. Yeah, remember that word last week? Um, Stoffer Nakovis or whatever it was? <laughs> it meant bad politicians. <laughs> Anyways, Ruth and we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.